I'll keep that part in, don't worry. Oh, and you can bleep it. Yeah, I am actually I'm trying to think. Yeah, don't say yeah. anything you're going to regret. Too shower last i it actually it, i have definitely not taken a shower in three days today is wednesday i did not shower today i didn't shower yesterday i don't believe i sh- i know i didn't shower monday i'm trying to think if i showered saturday or sunday i actually don't know i you know what i said to sammy off air my next war is the war on fragrance the war on fragrance which, mm-hmm. also, which also involves not showering now i just walked in here the improv oh. right the, the and it's like any business now right and can i just all right this is a mini You know what? Hold on, let me just play this disclaimer real fast because I feel like I'm going to drop the S-bomb. This is a statement intended to specify or delimit the scope of rights and obligations that may be exercised and enforced by parties in a legally recognized relationship. Wait, what? This is your disclaimer. The Hey Frage podcast may not be suitable for all years. Oh. oh. You know what I never thought I'd become is that person that walks around with one of those masks on, with a medical mask on. Oh, really? I'm going to, though. Do you realize how awful fragrances are? I, and I have a fragrance expert. She's gonna, She's anti-fragrance, by the way. She says that it causes birth defects, headaches, allergies, leads to all these issues. And now I really realize how sensitive I am to smell. I use no fragrances anymore. I'm, I'm going to be down to just essential oils once I use up a perfume that I have. I'm done. <laughs> I think you are really going solid there and thinking, oh, until I finish this perfume. It's a little expensive. It's really nice. Well, I don't want to waste it. Like, I'll give it away. You know what? Fine. I'll actually give it away at the live podcast show on Friday. Great. Because I'm down to, I just want to dab essential oils, you know, lavender and such to, to clear the passageways. Uh, that is it. I'm so over it. I walk into these buildings now. They're blasting soap. They're power washing the stairs with these chemicals. I can't deal with that. Sarah, it's downtown D.C. Do you know what awful things happen to those stairwells at late at night? They Why need to power wash those every once in a while. This is my issue. Why can't they use white vinegar, which is so cheap? It's so cheap. White vinegar and baking soda will do the same thing. So you're telling me that you would pay. First off, you know what that's going to cause. That's just going to make a volcano for a science experiment. <laughs> you have to add one other ingredient. Okay, yeah. Okay, to make a volcano, it's no, it is. baking it's soda. Baking no, and vinegar. On. That's hold it, on. Sarah. Uh, it you literally just gave them the recipe for a third grade volcano project. Oh. And then now you're trying to say that's how you clean stuff? I swear no. to God, there's one more ingredient when you make your volcano. Even then, would you pay a professional to come out and power wash your windows and your floors with vinegar and baking soda? Yes, I would. Honest no. to God. Okay, here's what they say. Wait, now this one gives a... See, Sarah, I think you're forgetting that a lot of these people, like especially the companies in D.C., a lot of them are green. You know what I mean? So these cleaning products they're using, they are environmentally friendly. I hope so. I so just you're fine. You're try- I think you're just looking for an excuse, again... Bitch stole my style. I think you're just looking for an excuse to take something else from me, right? You took the you took the jean jacket from me over the weekend, right? You dressed just like me, and now you're not showering like me. I am. Yeah, I really am. I'm showering less because I did hear that that we as Americans shower too much. Stick your finger between your thighs real fast okay, and then smell okay, it. No, that's no, how we compare how no. long. You, that's how we know. Not doing it. Not okay. doing it. Anyway, welcome to the podcast, to the Hey Frage podcast. I'm Sarah Frazier along with Sammy Kay. We have so much to talk about. Hmm. Where should we go first? Perhaps all the hate mail. Oh, yeah. Go for it. <laughs> let's, go for the, let's go for the hate mail. Okay. Yesterday was episode 115. All right. 
We have not, until yesterday, we have not taken on, discussed, debated the national anthem debate. All right? We did yesterday. I received a ton of email mm-hmm. that I am not informed. And let me just say this. Let, I will be the first to admit, and people are like, oh, my God, you're so white. I am white, okay? I will never, ever know what it is like to be racially discriminated against because of the color of my skin. I'll never know that, okay? I can never speak on that experience. But this is all I'll say, because I have a ton of reading to do. So before I make another statement about this national anthem debate, I want to read all the articles, because many people took the time to write emails to me, which I really appreciate. Mm -hmm. Um, I did have one Lone Ranger who agreed with me. Thank you, bro. <laughs> Hope you and your horses are doing great. Which, uh, I, I appreciate it. I, I don't know that we're right, but, uh, you know, I appreciate the one guy. Let and, me guess. Is he going to be a ghost this year for Halloween? <laughs> Let me just say this. Let me say this. I never, ever, I will be the first person to apologize to admit I'm wrong. I'm usually wrong. Let me just tell you this. Nine times out of ten, you know what? You can guarantee I'm wrong, okay? I will be the first to admit that. I believe I just have one fundamental flaw in Colin Kaepernick's protest, which I am not going to tell you what it is until I do more research, okay? If you have articles you'd like to for me to read, if you have, Sammy yesterday said that I don't uh, read or subscribe or even look at enough articles written by uh, minority, journalists. minority journalists, so I am going to— Or minority to- publications. I'm going to look into that. I will definitely do all of my research. I just believe that there is one issue that I have with Colin Kaepernick's protest. You better save it then. I will save it. I was going to say. You can email Sarah at HayFrage.com. I'll, and I also will say this. A lot of people, I think, felt very discouraged yesterday by our conversation, felt very discouraged by my point of view. I never, ever want you to leave this podcast feeling like that. Believe me, of all people, you can change my mind, okay? I have a ton to learn. And I want this podcast to truly make people of all races, of all ages, to think differently. And I think it's... This is really what I want. I feel like more white people, whether they're broadcasters, whether they're journalists, and people had emailed me yesterday and said, well, you're a journalist. I really am not. I hope I don't present myself that way. We, I have no journalism background. My, my college degree is a major in history with a minor in film studies, which, look, I have a lot of history to learn. <laughs> and this is a typical white person. My major in history was Irish studies. You're the best. So I went to Ireland and studied. Okay, it's it's very white. I totally understand that, okay? But I do want us to have discussions on this podcast that are about issues much bigger than us. I hope we do that all the time. I hope you don't get discouraged, uh, upset, because, look, I want your voice on here. I, this is the times when I wish we had a phone line, because you guys that are listening are far more informed than I'll ever be, even after I do all my reading and research. Mm-hmm. You guys, many of you who wrote to me live this. You live this fear. I'll never know what that is like, ever. All I can be is just a catalyst and what I know you want to be. And, and Sammy, you have great opinions on this show. You do a great job of, of giving a different point of view. All we can be is we want this podcast to basically have a voice where people can not be preached to, but can share what's going on. And I feel like we do have the ability to reach thousands of people, so to hopefully make people feel differently. My only point yesterday was I 
A, clearly don't understand everything that's going on with the Colin Kaepernick protest. Totally admit it. Absolutely. You're right. I need to do way more research. Two, I do think it's important that we at least ask why people are upset about it. What is, is there any merit to the debate that, hey, you should respect the flag? That's kind of what I was getting at, although it did not come off that way. That w- I'm not saying by saying that, that Colin Kaepernick is wrong. Absolutely not. I just wanted to explore, is that, you know, why is he doing that? How do you then rationalize people who have fought? That's all I was saying. But again, I'm going to do more research. I'll tell you my statement. I'm going to reach out to my friend Clinton Yates, right, from ESPN, The Undefeated, okay? He had some amazingly poignant points on this topic exactly. And I'll reach out to him, see if I can get him on, Sarah, Mm. and you'll see. But honestly, can I tell you? That was good. That was very, you know, I think for that, Sarah, for that emotional thing that you just did right there, you deserve some some Belinda Carlisle. Oh, my God. Yeah. There you go, Sarah. How does it feel? You deserve it today. Back to Whiteville. Yep, back to Whiteville, Sarah. Um, I'm sorry. Right now, I'm feeling Usher No Limit. So if you could play that. Oh, really? Yeah, that's my jam that's right now. That's your way to get you out of hashtag Sarah So White <laughs> is Usher. So look, keep your emails coming. Sarah, S-A-R-A-H, at HeyFrage.com. A lot of people seem very exasperated. They felt like I need to go back to step one of white people getting woke. I feel like life is always a couple step forwards, one step back. I got some emails from women who said, I'm tired of defending you. Don't feel like you have to defend me. I totally have a lot of work to do, okay? I just appreciate your point of view and experience. So that's what I want to say about it. And hopefully Clinton will be on and we can talk more about to him. Absolutely. We have a ton, though, on this show, including Kate Bryan, who I'm so excited about. She's going to be on the show. Are you... Just to remind you, Kate Bryan, we talked about this article last week, 32-year-old virgin mm-hmm. by choice. So several years ago, you know, she thought she'd lose her virginity. It didn't happen. Fast forward to 32. She wrote an open article about how she loves now being a virgin. She's living the feminist dream. She says she gets more work done, things accomplished, because she doesn't have to think about having sex, STDs, getting pregnant, the complications that come with sex. So she's going to be... And did you know she's already a fan of the podcast? This is oh, amazing. Really? This is like, it was one of those moments when I was emailing with her and she's like, oh my God, I've been listening to you and Sammy for years. Really? I had someone yesterday, so uh, this is a random side story. So my business partner, Logan, he unfortunately couldn't make it to a catering event. So sometimes I'll help him out at his restaurant, Smoke and Barrel, and I'll do like catering events and random stuff for them, right? Like kitchen right. work, whatever they need, right? Because they're just friends of mine. So I did this catering event yesterday and I'm there like serving grits, serving pork to people that are drunk and stuff, right? Then all of a sudden this girl's talking to me. She's like, yeah, so what else do you do? I know you're in snacks. So I was like, oh, I got this podcast. Hey, phrase. She goes, wait, my coworker just wrote me an email and that was like number one on her must listen list. Really? She's like, it's like a guy and a girl, right? And I was like, well, it's a girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she's like, okay. And wait, she's like, wait, are you the guy then? I was like, yes, I am. <laughs> and then in that moment that I scooped her some more grits on her plane, that I realized she doesn't believe me at all. But that's fine. Here's your grits, ma'am. I know you're going to listen to this one day and then realize, holy crap, that was him. So there is someone yesterday that was supposed, like, yeah, her friends were big fans and, like, all recommend that she listen to the podcast. But I'm pretty sure she thinks I'm lying. That is amazing. Oh, my God. You should. I'm shocked you didn't go, no, it's two dudes. It's two dudes. Uh, <laughs> I've been like, actually, it's two females. you got to figure out where the change happened. <laughs> oh, my God. That's great. Yeah. Well, anyway, I'm excited to talk to Kate. 
If you could do it over again, would you be a virgin? I hear the thing. I actually have some words of wisdom for Kate, and I think she did it wrong, right? Because, and I, I'll, maybe I'll say this for her. Okay. But I feel like everyone becomes a virgin again anyways at some point in their life, and I'll explain uh, why, right? And okay. so that's what I'll, I'll explain to her then, but I feel like, you know, she could have tweaked it and still been just as productive and still as strong. But done it a different way. I can't wait to chat with her. And then also you got a request for advice from a guy named Drew. Absolutely. Let's do this, Drew. Who wants to know if he should ghost his weed guy. This is a real email, right, folks. No, okay, wait. What's wrong with this? This is actually what I'm really good at. <laughs> do you want to talk about that one now? No, we can talk about it whenever. But okay. I'm just telling you, if you have questions like that, like about real things, like not like frou-frou relationships, stuff like real life, things that happen, street stuff, boom, hit me up over email. I can always tell you when I good. I can tell okay, if you think you're being followed by the police, I'll ask you some questions. I can definitely tell you what's up. Those are the emails. So complaints for Sammy K. Well, I think you should just send them to you because oh, okay. right. complaints for Sammy K, I usually just troll people on that. Oh. So, yeah. Actually, you know who emails me a lot on complaints for oh, Sammy oh, K? Oh, God. Who? Jeremiah, our old executive producer. <laughs> what? Yeah. Because he doesn't think it's real and he thinks it's just someone that's fake. And I always keep on writing back nasty stuff. So he oh, keeps Jeremiah. on writing. I love him to death. <laughs> Nothing has changed, okay? I love him to death. Um, all right, well, that's coming up. Okay, a couple of, we have to talk about these click stories that are just so big. First of all, is anyone else's mind blown? Yesterday, between the hate mail, Burke Ramsey killed his sister, and Brangelina. I mean, I can't even. Is there any way I can also I can't. turn off your Twitter for notifications on here? Because I literally keep on getting hate about yesterday's podcast <laughs> streaming across my screen every time I'm trying to look at something. I don't know, actually. I don't know how to turn them off. Oh, but gosh. Yeah, okay, should. yeah. Um, look, if you haven't been obsessed with the documentary, the Jean Benet Ramsey documentary on CBS, I'm sorry, I am. Uh, there was a two-part sp- series that ended on what Monday. It aired Sunday and Monday mm-hmm. in the conclusion. And by the way, spoiler alert, if you haven't finished it. She dies? You're not... <laughs> You're such. You're so. Oh, is that it? You're not watching it. I'm sure, right? You probably know. I don't even have TV, Sarah. Oh, that's right. You know what I started watching? You can watch on the internet, though. It's on CBS.com. But then I gotta have an internet. I have to have actual TV. Usually, you have to have a cable service. And I don't have a cable service, Sarah. Oh, I think I. Anyway, okay. Maybe I'll go look for it. I mean, I'll go try. I know how it ends, though, and you're about to tell me how it ends even further, so... So, spoiler alert. Spoiler, spoiler alert, if you haven't already seen it. But, anyhow, they get together all these FBI agents, pathologists, criminal experts, investigators in this two-part series. And, essentially, at the end, they come up with the conclusion that Burke Ramsey, in fact, did kill his sister accidentally by hitting her over the head with a flashlight. And then the parents covered everything else up because they were concerned that they'd lose both kids. I am sorry. I am so fascinated by this case. I know I shouldn't be. It's 20 years later. It's kind of sick that they drag these people, including Burke, who was, you know, just, unfortunately, he's spooky. And he was out on Dr. Phil. I mean, it's sad. They keep dragging these people back out. But... This, this, their theory makes a lot of sense. Again, I'm getting more and more tweets across your screen, Sarah. <laughs> it's tough to pay attention right now. Just minimize the screen. I'm going to have to, yeah. Anyway, I would love your thoughts on the whole JonBenet Ramsey two-part series. Were you obsessed? Maybe it's me. Maybe I'm crazy and I need a life. But um, perhaps I should read more <laughs> interesting articles See, versus... Yeah, you're, you're watching that. I've been watching this really good documentary about this guy that like gets into the modern world. And it's like actually like a long series. It's What's an older one? one. It's from like the 90s. It's about like this Australian guy. It's called Rocco's Modern Life. Really? Yeah, it's really good. Oh, like, all it's right. really I'll good. You should check it list. out. Yeah, you should check it out, man. It's a really good documentary. Rocco's Modern Life. He's got like a friend named that he calls Heifer, which is pretty funny. 
So, yeah. But it's really good. He's got a dog named Spunky. I get to watch that. Yeah, too. it's about him, like you know, coping his way through the modern world and really, like you know, getting in there. I've only been watching two shows: Jean Benet Ramsey mm. and Narcos. Narcos is good. Are you watching Narcos? Narcos is pretty good. I'm yeah. watching Narcos. But I'm telling you, you should really look up the documentary Rocco's Modern Life. It's from the 90s. Okay. It's really good. I'll watch that too. Yeah, Narcos and those Star Wars plates are keeping my relationship going. That's I'm telling so. you, man. <laughs> I may have one more key here to help a relationship, but we'll talk about that later, too. You obviously heard the news yesterday of the divorce heard around the world. I'm sorry. Again, I know I shouldn't be obsessed with all this pop culture, but I love it. Brangelina is getting divorced. All kinds of nasty things are now going down that he apparently loves to smoke too much weed, drinks. and Good for him. Good for him. Too much of a disciplinarian for their kids, and she wants out. So, wait. So, the dad that... The dad that smokes weed all day long isn't the chill one? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Like, I'm sorry, well, but maybe, like, that's what people need to realize. If your dad is smoking that much weed and still your mother, who's supposedly not on any drugs, is not as, like, you know, is way less, is, like, is way more chill than he is, I would check the mom out. You know, and why doesn't anyone question Angelina Jolie? Like, if this guy was, like, think about it. If I'm high on weed, there's no way that me stepping on a Lego is going to piss me off. There's no way that you spilling the milk is going to piss me off. There's no way anything like that's ever going to piss me off because I'm just in my world and I'm loving it. But maybe, do you think, like, he would smoke weed all day? Because it sounded like he'd smoke weed all day and then he'd get, he'd get the booze going. And then that would kind of, like, switch in this anger mode. And then he'd just become, like, you know, tyrant in the house. Do you believe that? No, he's Brad Pitt. <laughs> Guys, he's Brad Pitt. It's getting so nasty. But I mean, is anyone else shocked? They thought these two were. This is Angelina Jolie. She used to keep a vial of blood (laughs) on her neck, right? Like, she married Billy Bob Thornton. Like, and we're somehow taking her at face value now for all of this. So you blame her. You think. Actually, I'll tell you what really happens now in my conspiracy theory crazy head of mine. Whenever I see a big news story like that get dropped, I go, first off, if it's a divorce, it's been going on forever. Well, they you know did I mean? say that, that right? it has been. But why was it dropped today? What about yesterday made it so important? He's so got I start, a movie, right? So I start scouring through the news, and I start finding if they have movie releases. I start finding stories that were buried because that story became headline as opposed to this one. I always look. You know, and basically that's it, right? Is like he's got a movie coming out, and of course there's rumors that he's furious now. He didn't have an affair on her, but I mean, I don't know. Whatever. I'm just saying. I always try to. I'm a conspiracy theorist now, so I never believe that story was there on purpose. <laughs> what like, do you think about? You know, because yesterday, of course, not only was Brangelina trending, but then Jennifer Aniston, and there were all these excited memes of Jennifer Aniston hearing the news. Leave her alone. Leave the poor lady alone. Okay. She, like, here's my thing that I don't understand. Do you think that was disrespectful? First of all, well, people were actually defending Brad and Angie and saying what you're saying. Like, keep Jennifer Aniston out of it. These memes are horrific. Brad and Angie have six children. Yeah, and then also Jennifer Aniston has moved on, gotten married. She's still married, Do you think she has moved on? (laughs) I don't know. I don't pay attention. Yeah, she is still married. I'm not going to lie to you. I avoid celebrity news like it's the plague. I'm not into it anymore as much as I used to be. But I'm just telling you from what I know. So, like, why would you bring in this poor lady? which I'm pretty sure, and doing some research last night for this story, right? Brad Pitt has dated dozens of famous people. Yeah, Gwyneth Paltrow. Gwyneth Paltrow, like, um, what's it, Julia Andrews, or what's her name? Not Julia Andrews. What's the, the the lady with the cool face, and she has the dreadlocks in the, in the 90s. I know. I know exactly who you're talking about. I gotta Google. Oh. I mean, the cornrows. That girl. I know. Hold well, anyways, he's dated a lot of people, and how come no one is, you know, like, how come there's not Gwyneth Paltrow memes? How come there's not, you know... 
Was it Ju- well, that's because he was married to Jennifer and cheated on her with Angelina Jolie. Yeah, but still, so like, I think it's like, leave him alone. She's clearly moved on. There's no reason that you should be there. I love it. And your Google search, who is Brad Pitt been married to? It like, yeah, comes I up. told you. <laughs> uh, I mean, look, I just was surprised because they did seem like they got on really well together. But what do you know? I mean, who, who knows anything about it? I, I don't, you know. But anyhow, and they also say that they're citing Selena Gomez as breaking up the marriage. That Selena Gomez, uh, I guess, had her people reach out, really wanted to meet him, finally met him. And then they had a flirtatious exchange, which ended up on Instagram. And now Angelina Jolie was so furious about that, that also kicked off part of the divorce. Wow. Who knew Selena Gomez? So Brad Pitt's getting it, huh? <laughs> yes. I guess. Um also, of course, of course, of course, you probably saw it yesterday. That video has been released from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, I don't know if you want to play part of it or not, um, of the officer shooting the unarmed black man who was standing there. It was terrible. Um, if you didn't watch that, really hard to, to watch. It's really difficult to watch, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that um, Terrence Crutcher, I think I'm saying it right, um, appeared to have his hands up when he was shot. Several officers were there. They were recording it on the ground. And then from an aerial view, um, as you know, his family came out. He has a four-year-old son. Absolutely terrible. Protests overnight. And I think a lot of the big issues that's going on is the fact that you had someone in a helicopter saying, he looks like he's on something. Right. He looks like a bad dude. Yeah, he looks like a bad dude. You know, like, why are you, like, you're in a helicopter. What can you tell by someone's face? Or what can you tell that someone looks from, you know? Absolutely. Uh, Terrence's family, of course, is calling for the immediate arrest and firing of the female officer that shot him. But so far, that hasn't happened. She has been placed on administrative leave. Very, very sad to watch. Do you still want the video? I just yeah, have you got the... some of it? Well, here's the thing. It has a minute worth of advertising, so it took us that long just for the actual video to queue up. This dash cam video shows 40-year-old Terrence Crutcher with his hands in the air, walking to his vehicle, surrounded by police officers. At the car, he suddenly goes down to the ground. Tulsa police say he was tasered and then shot. Another view from a police helicopter shows the incident. That looks like a bad dude, too. Police say they were responding to a stalled vehicle in the road. Over the weekend, police said as officers approached the vehicle, Crutcher was asked to show his hands and refused to follow commands. Tulsa Police Chief Chuck Jordan. There was no gun on the suspect or in the suspect's vehicle. Tulsa officer Betty Shelby fired the shot that killed Crutcher and has been placed on paid leave. No. We asked for the facts. We asked for answers and we clearly got it through the video. And we're truly devastated. Tiffany Crutcher is Terrence Crutcher's twin sister. We're demanding today, immediately, that charges are pressed against this officer that was incompetent, that took my brother's life. Scott, today, the department... Uh. Yeah, really hard to hear. And and since then, too, his family has come out and just said that Terrence um, was just really at a great point in his life and had really kind of turned his life around and was just really succeeding in many areas. And so very, very sad. Um, To leave you on a lighter note, though, here in our area, in the D.C., Maryland, Virginia area, there's a serial pooper on the loose in Arlington who's now left another errant poo that was found in uh, Fort Barnard Park. It was found... Okay, first, it was found in the... (laughs) wood chips in the kids' playground, Sarah. 
Okay, well, what's the difference? That's, that's the, mean, you made oh, it sound like, like it was like a park. No, this was like literally primo location, okay? <laughs> and can yeah. I also just mention one thing? Because when I got this in my show prep today, yesterday, right? I literally palm, I just uh, face palm, Sarah. Shook my head, and I was like... Why Why are you shaking your head? It was, because... By the way, and this turd was trying to be covered up. They actually partially covered it with a shirt. Okay. Which is somebody... I mean, can't they test this for DNA? I mean, I know resources are tight, but this is the third time in one month that someone has dropped a, you know, public feces or a public deuce now in for, Fort Barton. Now, for people that don't know this, Arlington, Virginia is a bougie suburb outside of D.C., correct or not? Yeah, it is. Okay? It totally is. And so to them, high crime and newsworthy (laughs) stories is someone taking a dump in a park. Do you understand that if in D.C., if we had to release a news story every time took a dump on a street corner or on a park, we would have no room for real news, Sarah? I completely agree. That's what I'm saying is these guys have the disposable resources to DNA test this loaf. You got nothing. You don't have crime in Virginia. Like, you don't have crime in Virginia. The least you could do is find the serial pooper. Make us all feel a little bit more safe. Right? All they said is they're stepping up patrols with police and park rangers, but they've been unable to determine the culprit. You know what we should do, honestly, is we should just go and, like, pose in parks late at night and, like, squat and wait for a cop to come by and then just immediately jump up and run. So then they're going to come after you, arrest you, and they're going to be looking for this poop and be like, it was a ghost, man. (laughs) No, I am not. Do it, Sarah. Um, Think about the press you could get if you became the serial pooper. I am at, there is no way. I am minding my P's and Q's because let me tell you. And I by think P's, would, do you mean? No. I don't even want to test it because they'll shoot first and ask questions later, and then we won't even have left the loaf. And I'm not doing that. I'm telling you, man. This is, this is ridiculous. <laughs> this is news right outside the nation's capital. In the nation's capital, we're going through all of this trauma, and we're going through all this crap right now. But right outside, a whole five minutes. Word about a crime. pooper. Big Third crime. The turd. God, you think they put up cameras? Uh, anyway, there's some <laughs> there's some quick stories for you. <laughs> oh my God, I just I think that is hysterical. It's so gross too. Like, who has the time to go sit no, there? Sarah, I, here's take what I a don't big think... dump in some wood chips and then cover it with that. really. Okay, stop, stop. Okay, because I'm going to stop you right now. And the fact is, I look back at my past. Okay, and this could have been me. This could have been me. That I was sitting when? there. No, and luckily it happened to me in the District of Columbia where they don't care about that. And all they did was they just sprayed it down and they moved on, right? But one time I was driving back from BWI Airport, Baltimore International Airport, Washington, right? yeah. Washington International, right? Driving back. It's like an hour drive back in the city, Sarah. Okay. My stomach was really hurting. I was feeling sick the night beforehand. I just had to drop my friend off early morning. And my stomach is killing me, right? It is 5 in the morning. Nothing is open yet as I enter the city. I go to a gas station because at this point, I'm like literally propped my body up in a straight plank so that way like I can try to clench as hard as possible because it is impossible, Sarah. I'm having like stomach cramps. I'm not feeling good. I have to find somewhere to go to the restroom, okay? Go to the gas station. They refuse me service. Even if I try to buy something, they go, no, sir, our bathroom's closed until 6 a.m. Oh. I was like, but it's an emergency. He's like, sorry, I can't. So unfortunately, Sarah, well, I had I, to yeah. drive down, okay, the street, found an alley, Cut into it, drove the wrong way down a one way, found this. I just find that I couldn't do it, hold it anymore. Open up my door and I let it go on someone's front lawn, right all over their white picket fence, on their like cement blocks that decorate their stairwell. Uh, but I couldn't help it, right? You can't, like, sometimes, Sarah, there are emergencies. I sat there, I found paper towels in my ex girlfriend's car, tried to clean up what I could, do what I could, but the fact is, like, 
<laughs> you can't really do anything. I know we've all been there. I'm just saying this guy is a little bit, or woman is a different exception because well, I would want to know the, the consistency park. because if it's solid, he clearly had <laughs> yeah. time to go somewhere. Okay. All right. You know what I mean? Anyway, that's the kind of white collar crime that happens in my neighborhood. Think about how it'd be to be that detective. Like, is that a demotion or a promotion? If your boss comes, he goes, "All right, man." <laughs> if you solve that, Johnson, one. you're on the turd burglar. <laughs> <laughs> you just spit all over yourself. <laughs> oh, I love that. Oh, gosh. Um, before we get Kate on the phone, you had some interesting stories yesterday that we didn't get a chance to chat about. Well, depends, Sarah. How interesting do you well, think the environment is in saving the environment? Well, very. Absolutely. Very? Yes. Right? Okay. Like I said, I'd clean everything with white vinegar and baking soda. All right. Well, another thing you should think about doing, though... Is it, are you a, are you a, if it's yellow, let it mellow, if it's brown, flush it down kind of girl? Um, no. The My answer to that is um, the apartment building I live in is an eco-friendly building. Blah, blah. They're lying to you. They're <laughs> charging you more for nothing. Well, the, the, I'll tell you this. The um, toilet bowl doesn't fill up with hardly any water. When you come to my house and you use the restroom, there's just a little puddle of water in the bottom. There's no big filled tank. Good thing you got a toilet brush. <laughs> Okay, what about this? Well, no, but I'm telling you, okay, they are saying that we could save 579 gallons of water per person every year okay. by doing this one thing. I think I know what it is. What is it? You put a brick in a plastic bag and you put it in the back of the toilet bowl. Sarah, why would I come to you with a news story from 10 years ago? <laughs> okay. That, by the way, that's exactly what they're charging at your building for their eco-friendly stuff. They just paid some guy to wrap a brick in plastic and put it in your toilet. And they go, ah, oh, it's eco-friendly. I always heard that. No, Sarah. All right. What is it? Tinkling in the shower. Oh, just tinkle in the shower. If you can, if you can just hold it in the morning, like you know, you know, you did morning routines, right? You wake up, you do that, you know, you go shower. Wait for, wait to pee until you're in the shower, right? That one pee a day, okay, and that one flush that you're going to save a day. And if everyone in the United States did that, we could save 185 billion gallons of water a year. Okay. Do you understand how phenomenal that is? I and love all that. it takes is for you to sit there, and granted, it's a little bit uncomfortable if you're a girl because sometimes it gets on your legs. Guys, we aim all the time, it should be good for us. Just pee in the shower. Now, am I already doing this where I haven't showered in three days? Well, you're so already I've saving a ton that. ass more water than anyone else, Sarah. <laughs> You're like Mother Thank Teresa you. at this point. Thank but, you. But I'm saying, though, I'm yeah. female Al Gore. For a, look at that, 185 billion gallons of water a year if everyone peed in the shower once a day. I love that. That's a great tip. Well, thank you. It was fun doing all the research. I tell you what. <laughs> okay, well, don't. Pro- I love it. I love saving the environment. Like I said, and I, I, think I love the environment. I'm a, I'm doing my war on fragrance. Now, is Dan? I feel like Dan would not be cool with you peeing in the shower because in my past relationships, I've had a girlfriend actually like ban me from using her shower because she caught me peeing in it one time. Dan is uber like um, he's super neat. He's super clean. Like he, yeah. I bet Dan doesn't pee in the shower. But I don't understand why not. Okay, because I think about it this way: he, once the water hits me, I have yeah. the urge to pee, so I pee. <laughs> right then and there, right? And then I'm washing my body with soap and stuff, so the soap is cleaning the pee off the bottom of the, you know, off the bottom of the bathtub. Because it w- And it's disinfecting it all, because it's disinfecting my body. It's got to be disinfecting that, too. I agree. I also had heard if you peed in the shower, you're less likely to get athlete's foot. Like, it will kill all that bacteria that usually accumulates. I don't know. Maybe it's... A, maybe it's... Need, maybe I need that was like... Then that's why I never snopes. had... So that's why I never had back to, uh, athlete's foot in high school. Yes! 
Because people always would pee on your foot in the shower. I guess you're a girl. You if didn't you, do that. If you pee in the shower, like because no, athlete's I, foot will, it, the moisture and everything creates that bacteria. But apparently. The urine, the uric yeah, acid. Your will, enzymes in that And again, one. Sarah, I was saying this is why, you know, you were never a boy in high school. Because always when we would shower after gym, once you started washing your hair, you would just feel this trickle on your foot. And that means that someone just. So the oh. next thing you start peeing on your foot, oh, and then you'd gross. have to get the soap out of your eye really quickly and try to figure out who it was. Was it Justin? Was it Stever? I don't think I ever showered at school. Really? I, no. But you know, I was a late bloomer. I mean, honestly, like in every aspect. Like I know now. It's not I don't an excuse, really... Sarah. Like you still sweat. I know, but I just never did. I, again, I was eco-friendly then. Yeah. I mean, I survived the ice storm of 98. You know, we didn't have power for like a month. The what storm? The of ice ni- storm of 98. The ice storm in of Maine 98. In New England. Yes, oh. everybody remembers this. Oh, my God. Yeah, oh. power was out. My uncle had to bring down a generator every couple days. And then, you know, you'd splash it on. And then you went to school. You guys still went to school? Yeah. You were well, living the school in the- had power. Everybody needed to go to school to get warm. Oh, and, and to eat was food, like the too. Only place. Yeah, the oh. school was the only place you could eat. Yeah, I've survived that. Uh, before we get Kane on the phone, uh, did you take a look at this list of the most lewd-sounding town names by each state? No, oh, I'm pretty sure I can figure some of them out. There's actually a sugar tit. Sugar that tits? That seems crazy to me. In South Carolina, there's sugar tit South Carolina, Butts, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also ball play, Louisiana, Splunge. Oh, my God. In Oklahoma. Uh, Splunge just sounds gross. Uh, Cooter is in. Uh, <laughs> I would love to go visit Cooter. Please tell me it's in Arkansas. I think it's in Kansas, Ooh, actually. Cooter, Kansas. Yeah. Um, three-Way is in um, Nevada. I've never heard of Three-Way before. Rough and Ready is actually a town, apparently, in, in um, California. All right. Rough there's no ready. place called Cooter, Kansas. Oh, there's the Cooter River in Kansas. Oh, that might be it. Well, this is the most lewd-sounding town name in each state. Now, maybe look. Okay, hold on. There was a guy who coached the Kansas City Chiefs whose name was Jim Bob Cooter. Um, I'm sorry. I had the wrong state. Kansas is Deerhead, Drywood, and Skitty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love these. Maine doesn't really have any. Uh, a shady Nook. That's not a... Bangor. Does Bangor... Sound really raunchy or lewd? Bangor, yeah, because it's banging, Sarah. I know it's normal to you, but I always thought it was raunchy when I was growing up. Um, Maryland has Blue Ball Village, Bushwood, uh, Cockeysville, Crapo, Dames Quarter, and Loveville. Oh, gosh. I like Cooter better. (laughs) Bring back Cooter. Nevada, as I mentioned, has Lovelock. um, Three-way. Parker Strip, Sugar Bunker. You grew up in Iowa. Where's Iowa's... Iowa probably doesn't have anything good, Sarah. You don't think so? No. Iowa is pretty... uh, Iowa has Balltown. Balltown? Beaverdale, Cumming, Fertile, Hard Scratch, Inwood, Manly, Sac City. Oh, there's also Underwood, too, but I didn't know about (laughs) Sac City. Where's Sac City? Where's Sac Sac City, City, Iowa, Iowa, they say. Wow, it is, and it's literally spelled Sac City. Idaho has Bone, Cream Can Junction, Dick Shooter, Dingle? There's no way. There's a <laughs> city called Dick Shooter. Where's this at? Dick Shooter where? Idaho. Idaho. Dick Shooter, Idaho. No fucking yeah. way. Florida has uh, Brinny, uh, Br- uh, oh God, is it Briny Breezes, Bunker Donation, Chattacoochee, Fluffy Landing, Needmore, Wildwood. Actually, can I tell you, Dick Shooter was actually the name of the man who established the homestead there. His name was oh, Dick Shooter. Like, that sounds about right. 
Oh, oh, this is God. fantastic. These are so fun. There's all, all of them by state. Alabama Alabama's the one with ball play. Bortush, Smut Eye. Well, damn. Oh, my God. We could go on and on. Virginia. No, we could. <laughs> Tuckahoe. Pound. Tuckahoe, that's not real. <laughs> that's what they Tuckahoe, Virginia. Tuckahoe is Fancy not real. Fancy Gap. Fancy Gap. On and Cock. <laughs> Pound. Okay, this is what you got to do. We got to start doing honeymoons and bachelor parties and Fancy Gap. And what is the other one? Um, in Virginia. Yeah. They fancy, have Fancy Gap, Onacook, Onacock, Onacock. Yeah, so Onacock and Fancy. Pound, short Pump, Tuckahoe. Dude, I'm telling you. <laughs> we're taking you to Short Pump for your bachelor party. We're okay. Short Pump, Virginia. I can't They have a mall there. There's Rono. no way they have a mall there. <laughs> With a Cheesecake Factory <laughs> yes. and Short Pump. I love it. And they have an Express and a Texas de Brazil. I love it. God, Short Pump. Look at that. Who knew? Short Pump. But how do you move your family there? Like, first off, how do you convince? So you just got a job outside of Roanoke, right? And you're moving to, and you just found this. Oh, it's in Richmond, I guess, right? Oh, near Richmond. Okay. okay. So you just got a job down by Richmond, right? And you tell your family, by the way, we're leaving Chicago. We're moving to Short Pump. Or moving to Dick Shooter. Dick Shooter would be Or moving hard. to Dick Short Shooter. Short Pump wouldn't bother me. Dick Shooter might be it. Dick Shooter? Yeah. That's fantastic. Uh, look, if you love what you hear, or maybe if you hate what you hear and you want to come protest live, do it. Friday night is our next live show. It's at Clarendon Ballroom in Arlington, Virginia. The serial pooper might be there. Someone might love on stage. We have no idea. You think the serial pooper is <laughs> Jessica? You know our friend Jessica that we talk about all the time? Yeah, I think you it is. You think it's her? Honestly, I feel like it could be because I feel like she might have just... Actually, I may have solved this case because she does tend to drink too much mm-hmm. occasionally. Beer shits. And then would have the beer shits and I could see her just like... Running out of there, covering it with a T-shirt. Was that a women's T-shirt? Because that could be her. Well, even then, I could see her doing it in a thing of wood chips because, like, you know, brown on green and the green grass, that would stick out. Now, brown on brown wood chips, maybe they won't notice. (laughs) That could be. uh, I actually might have a tip for them. Mm -hmm. Uh, Look, our next show, like I mentioned, Clarendon Ballroom, eventbrite.com, hey, phrased, F-R-A. S is in Sam E. I have a feeling we have a lot of new listeners today after yesterday's show. Uh, Hey, phrased podcast. If you search that, tickets are available. Showtime's at 8. Doors open at 6 p.m. there, and you can booze away. It's going to uh, be a good show. So you ready to call Kate? Yeah, let's call Kate Bryan. Kate Bryan, we talked about last week on the show. You, her number is... Uh, I already have it. You got it? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, here, let me kill my Wi-Fi. Sometimes the Wi-Fi on our phones uh, messes it up. Um, so as we talked about, Kate is 32 years old. She has made the decision to be a virgin. My, my thing, I have so many questions for her. I just, I guess, I just have a... I, How do you get out of the rut? The rut? Oh, because that's what you could. That's what you're <laughs> no, in right now. Wait, what do you have to say, so Sarah? What are you now? talking about now? What, do you have something you want to tell to us? No, I've been in a four year. Where's like Dan you been? Said, Where's like, Dan been, Sarah? Um, I haven't. I haven't had as much sex as I would like. But have you thought about like maybe playing him a song to drop the hint? Um. Yeah. You, you know, just what play, do you think? What do you have? What have you got? Well, actually, Sarah, I have a great song by a man named Johnny Taylor. <laughs> Yeah, just look at him in the eyes and be like, yeah. Actually, we should ask Kate about her opinion on that song as well. I bet she would have an opinion. (laughs) I can't. I am so fascinated by this, and I feel like she's super brave for doing this, and I just, I love it. I love when people take a stance and then share it, whatever it might be. Really? Yeah. 
Absolutely, don't you? I love this. Hello, this is Kate. Kate, it's Sarah and Sammy, and you are live Hi. on the Hey Fresh podcast. Hello, Kate. Hi, Sarah and Sammy. How are you guys? Amazing. Kate, we're amazing. <laughs> oh, we are... Thanks so much for having me on. Oh, my God. First of all, Kate, before we, we have a million questions for you, of course, which I'm sure you've received after you, the Washington Post posted your article. Um, but I really, really appreciate you being on because I think it's really brave that you have come out with this and, and you've said, this is who I am and, and this is what I believe in. I think you deserve so much credit. So I, we, Sammy and I both really appreciate you being on. Oh, I appreciate you guys having me on. So, okay, talk about this. How did this even come about that you decided to share this publicly? You're 32 years old. You've made the decision to hold on to your virginity. You have never had sex. And then you decide to put it out there publicly. And you say you're living the feminist dream. So how did you decide to go public with this? Sure. So the Washington Post had actually run a couple of other articles um, from two different women who said, you know, in this day and age, chastity is impossible. Nobody's doing it anymore. Um, You know, that it's archaic. And uh, I just felt really, I I just felt like there needed to be a response. So we needed to hear from the other side. And I know so many people, um, so many men and women, but specifically women, you know, girlfriends that, that are living the same life that I am. And somebody needed to come out publicly, and, and in many ways, I never wanted to be the person that, that had to be um, the voice on this, but um, I'm happy to do it because I think that it's it's something that needs to be out there, and um, people just need to understand that there is another way. You know, we don't often hear, I, I actually can't even tell you, I don't know if there are other articles out there um, like this one, but it is, it is a lifestyle that a lot of people are living. So... Explain this to us. You say you're living the feminist dream, and my guess is with the article, I just can imagine you probably got some backlash. You know, you you made the statement that one of the pros of choosing to keep your virginity is that you never have to worry about STDs, you never have to worry about a pregnancy scare, and that in general there's a lot of peace of mind with that. Did you get a lot of backlash about those comments? Uh, you know, it's interesting that the commentary that I got, um, the, the most backlash I got actually was from men, surprisingly. Really? Um, that, yeah, the most, the most negative stuff or the most vile comments that I got on Twitter were from men. And then on the flip side, I had, I cannot even tell you how many letters, Facebook messages, tweets that I got from women of all different ages who agreed with me. And, you know, some of them, you know, they're living different lifestyles, but... Um, they were just really, uh, really moved by by this article. You know whether or not they were living their life out in that way, but just to know that there are other people out there um, that are striving towards this, that are striving towards chastity, or striving towards um, something. You know, I feel like I've had a lot of success in my life because of the choices that I've made, and it's given me a lot of freedom. And I'm not saying that you know other people may may live their life differently and, and find that freedom, but. Um, this is just how I've chosen to live my life, and you know, so I did get a lot of a lot of positive letters, especially from women. Wow. Well, when I was reading, it, I understood why you got the backlash, and it's be- and I feel like it was because you immediately associated the notion of sex with disease, fear, 
you know, some sort of like hatred coming from others, which in all reality is like, you know, I don't like there's I don't think most people have that kind of that thought notion when they think of sex. Like right. I go in if I'm going to have sex with somebody, I know what I'm doing is safe. I've taken the proper precautions. I don't wake up the next day worried. I don't wake up scared. I don't I've never had that thought. But maybe once in my life when I was 19, you know, when I did something stupid. But outside of that, and so I know a lot of friends, I mean, when we were when I was showing them the article, they go, this just seems like fear-mongering. So, like, what do you have to say for people who respond with that? Because, you know, it seemed like you really went, you know, saying sex is bad, sex is bad. When in all realities, you know, do you think there's a way to kind of mesh the both together? Yeah, well, sex sex in general is good. You know, it's beautiful. It's it, um, obviously, you know, our whole our whole culture sees that, sees that there is um, good in that, that sex brings brings pleasure that it's a way to express love for another person and i never in the article it never was meant to be negative um full out and and obviously like those were that's um part of my perspective but also you know the the bigger picture is that i'm saving myself for marriage because i want to give myself fully to another person and that's what we're doing in sex anyways you know um you're giving yourself fully you're pouring yourself out for another person and there's there's real beauty in that um, but, you know, at the same time, condoms don't always work. They're not always successful. Birth control isn't always successful. And so... But it is um, like 99.9% of the time. And don't you feel like by you bringing up that 0.1%, that's, that's again, that's just a, it's a fear-mongering tactic. Like, you know, I guess I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, just, it's just crazy it's to me. A, sure, it's not a fear-mongering tactic. It's, it's, it is a reality. It, sure, the percentage may be small, but it still is something that, that people still worry about. Or they, you know, one of the, this article, it actually took me about two weeks to write, to be completely honest with oh, you, because I, I was kind of really working through a lot of my own um, personal thoughts about all these different things and how, how, what truly are my beliefs and how do I express that in this article? Um, and uh, it just, like, that is just part of the, the reality. And you, you Google search, um, you know, just different things, you know, after um, people have sex, there are all kinds of, you know, women are like, how do you, how do I know that I'm pregnant? How do I have a, know if I have a STI or, you know, all these commercials or all these um, commercials about HPV now, they're just terrified that, that people of all different ages are getting HPV. And so taking sex out of the equation, it does, it does help, help on those situations you know so kate how difficult has it been to date because i'm assuming at some point in a conversation if you if you go out with somebody the conversation must come up of sex like do you are you really forthcoming like do you tell a guy or or whoever you're out with on the first date that you're a virgin uh it's no it's not necessarily a conversation starter i think after this article ran it's definitely gonna be, <laughs> yeah, it's, gonna be um, tough. it's definitely gonna be something that comes up pretty quickly and and you know with the washington post running my picture by it it's not anything that i can uh run away from um which is is good in a lot of ways for me but um no it's not something that i necessarily bring up on the first date but i think it naturally it naturally comes up just like uh, a conversation about sex would naturally come up. So, um, no, it's not something that I necessarily bring up on the first date, but if it comes up on the first date, um, I'll talk about it. But it's truly not, you know, it's not something that, um, it's not something that I brag about. I, it's just some, it's just a part of, of my life and it's a part of who I am. And, 
um, that was even this article. It was very personal, but yeah. it just was me showing, you know, expressing who I am, and this is a part of who I am as a person. Um, and so it would come up kind of naturally in, in those those ways. So you mentioned a lot of women, especially, had reached out to you and either also held on to their virginity or really appreciated you um, writing about this. But overall, what's been the biggest surprise about this experience? What shocked you? I think the biggest surprise was uh, how how widely read it was. Um, it actually just kind of picked up a lot of steam and ran in one of the top papers in Australia, New Zealand, um, the Toronto Sun, uh, Canadians. It was like a big discussion uh, on Twitter amongst can- Canadians last week. So that was interesting. Um, but but all, so I think it was very surprising to me that it, it went so um, broad, that it reached such a broad audience. Um, but then also how many people it touched and in different ways, like everything in, in the article, there were different things that resonated with people, positive or negative. And so I thought that was really interesting. You know, here I am just sharing my personal side of the story and then to see how people um, react to that, you know, how they took it personally um, in their, their own life, good or bad. And just what their reactions were, I thought it was really, um, it, that was really interesting. I'm so fast. I love that. I'm so fast. I do have one more question. Yeah, and I, I do, do too. One. Okay, so I was curious about, like, now, I'm thinking towards the future. When you do have a family, are you going to teach them also abstinence-only, like, education? Is that what you're going to focus on as well? Um, I'll focus so, so. Or are you going to try to teach them both? This is kind of. A deeper conversation, but um, I'll definitely teach them chastity, which is the perfection of love. And so you're striving towards the perfection of love of other people, of people. You know, it, it, it can be applied in our everyday lives to even how we treat our friends, how we treat our coworkers. There's this, you know, perfection of love. But then even more so in relationships, um, perfecting that love. And in in my opinion, it sex is for marriage. Um, people can live out their life in different ways, but... Um, it means something to me, and, and it's really special. And so, um, that's what I would teach my children. I know we're in a we're in a, a different world, and the world is changing quickly by the by the day. And so, um, wh- how I choose to approach that topic may be different ten or twenty years from now, um, depending on on when I have kids. But. Uh, yeah, I would. Oh, my God. I mean, you got to do a follow-up when you do lose the V-card. I mean, my God, we all are following this story. We need to know what happened. I mean, I need a play-by-play. And i got to ask you this because I think I, know. I think I have such a fast – I'm so – I admire you so much because, honest to God, I feel like I could have sex with anything. I mean, I'll, I'll be a person making love to a car. Like, one of the – honestly, I feel so – like, once I get started on sex, I'm like, oh, my God, I should be having so much more. So, but have you experienced any orgasm at all? Like, do you have a vibrator? or anything like i just i need to know this i'm like <laughs> you know it might be like a little much but and you I'm thought my question That's was personal question. <laughs> yeah but i'm like oh my god people are fascinated by it yes and can i send you a vibrator? really not like it just is part of who i am but no i don't so to answer your question no um i was asked uh recently if i masturbate i don't um but i think it's just part of it's part of practicing this virtue it's just i brought in the sports analogy in the article and i think that that's very for me personally that's how um chastity is for me it's something that it's practiced you know obviously if i'm 
out on a date, like there are there are always times that any of us are going to have a hardship, you know, in with regards to chastity. Like there are going to be times when you know we're all human beings, we're all sexual beings, but um, I also believe that we're rational beings and we can decide, uh, make decisions, um, and hold yeah. ourselves accountable. And so that's what I've done. But it does make it easier when you're when you're practicing the virtue of chastity, you know, and things will be different in marriage, I'm sure. <laughs> but, um, you yeah. know, now it's, it's just been, because it's been something that I've practiced and I've lived out and there are people, um, like Sierra, uh, the singer and, mm-hmm. um, who's, Russell, uh, Wilson, Russell Wilson, her, her now husband, yeah, but they, they, yeah. Yeah. Her now husband, they made a recommitment to chastity. And to me that I feel like that would be the, the most difficult thing. You know, the fact that you'd had sex before she had a baby before, um, but then in their particular relationship, they decided they were going to focus on the two of them and not, not bring sex into the equation at all until marriage. And I really respect them for that because it must be really hard to, you know, live a life where you're having sex regularly and then to go and make that decision. Um, I think that's even more courageous. But for me, it's just something that I've practiced my whole life. It's a, it's a decision that I make every single day. Um, you know, it's a decision that I've made for, you know, I'm 32 now. It's, it's something that I've, that I've recommitted myself to, um, throughout every day of my life. And it's something that I plan to, um, continue on. And, and then even in marriage, and that's something that I briefly touched on in, in the article too, is even in marriage, chastity is present. And it's not, it's not the not having sex because you're married then. But it's still this respect for the other person and, um, you know, not using the other person as an object, as a sexual object, but actually loving them in the most perfect way. Oh um, and so that's what I plan to do. Kate, you're am- wow. I have so much to think about. I'm wondering if that's why my boyfriend isn't currently having sex with yeah. me. Maybe he's uh, he's practicing chastity. He's practicing chastity, which I've been practicing <laughs> for the last three months, too. So. Kate, yeah, where can... And you're practicing chastity right now because you guys are on the radio. Yeah, <laughs> it's fantastic. Where can people... Do you have a blog? Do you have a website on your own? that you want people to follow you or I mean it's it's totally kind of up to you if there's a Twitter account anywhere people can find more sure, sure. so um, my Twitter account is Kate M. Bryan B-R-Y-A-N and my website is the same katembryan.com oh my um, but I'd love to hear from your from your listeners I'd love to hear what people think every yeah I've just said I've tried to respond to to everybody's comments um, good or bad but I'd love to hear what what people think and um yeah, I, I'm just happy this discussion is happening because it needs to be. Well, hey, thank you so sure. much, Kate. You really did make us think, and we really appreciate that and very brave of you. So thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Bye, Bye. Kate. Bye. Bye. Um. Um. What? What was it? What did you have? Another question? No, I'm just. Um. What? Um. <laughs> I really don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> I, I don't know either, except for... And honestly, you know what it made think, me think I of again? I admire her. You know, doesn't it make you think in life, damn, I wish I could be committed to something, like seriously committed, whether it's religion or... I wish I had that strong belief, but I truly am anything goes, honestly. When she mentioned chastity and marriage, it literally brought me right back to... <laughs> Sorry. And even then, like, I was just curious. That's why I asked about the children thing. Like, I had so many more questions, but I didn't want to get into it because it kind of seemed like it was it. You know, like, she was, decision was made. There's no changing that. 
But even with research that has shown that abstinence-only education has led to more teen pregnancies than states that teach both, and you're still going to teach your children abstinence-only? Like, sometimes I just get really confused, you know? And it leaves me disillusioned. And then I'm happy that we well, have the outro think- song. I think, okay, you know what? We'll get to Drew's email about ghosting his weed dealer tomorrow. Oh, no, 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 wait, hold on. Back to oh. something I like. There you go. That's what I'm talking <laughs> oh, about. Oh, okay, now you're back now in I'm the back show. on the show again. You checked out of the show, but now you're back? Okay. Because it's just, it's sometimes I just don't know what to do. Like, like you know, sometimes you feel like you're talking, and she's clearly intelligent. She's very smart, very well-spoken. I think she's, she's like, really cute. Probably really cute. I didn't see a picture of her. I, I don't know. Like, okay, but cute. I look at it and I go, how? That's like if there is research done that says that if you do this, it is better for the future than if you do this. Even though your grandparents did this, your parents did this, why wouldn't you want to do the newer, better thing for them? You know? I think, okay, what I took away from that is the whole idea of chastity is, like she said, mind over matter, right? So I do it too all the time. But there's a real commitment that, you know, she's made like some people give up drinking. Right. And then they stay spiritually connected to give up drinking and they they work at that. Her whole thing is this for me, this spiritual connectedness that I'm going to feel with somebody and this chastity of of not withholding sex, but of not having sex of this very powerful thing, because sex is a very powerful thing. I'm going to control that. I mean, that's, I admire that. I can't. I you mean, like say I said, that until all of a sudden you wasted 34 years and you end up with a guy like me. And you're like, God <laughs> damn it. I can't what am I going to do now with this? It's only like two inches long and it barely even works. I'm going to reach out to her. I want to follow her every couple of years. Because does this method work better? Like, is this person going to be so happy in the long run because you have such a deep Has connection? Has she ever seen a, that's I also was going to ask this, but then you went to the vibrator thing immediately. But I was going to be like, have you ever even seen a penis? Like, would you like? Would you know? Like, does she know how to give a blowjob? Like, do you even know? Like, because like, I did. How would you like? Yeah, did you look up YouTube videos like my cousins did? <laughs> no joke. I found the videos on their computer, and I was like, "What are you looking up?" They go, "I have a boyfriend." <laughs> okay, okay. And it's his go. birthday next week, and I was like, "All right, okay. never mind. Shut up. No, We're not talking about this." Delete. Uh, All right, let's go to this email, and then we got to finish this. Simi, this guy needs some advice. Drew wrote to us. Um, he lives in Baltimore, but yeah. he's been dating his girlfriend for the past couple of years, and now they basically spend most of their time in DC. All mm-hmm. right, he's had a weed guy um, that had delivered everything, as you can imagine. Um, he was also really cheap. He had great stuff. He was always available forty-five to sixty minutes after I texted him. Sweet. But over the past thirty-four months. I think I'm ready to go full-time with a new delivery guy here in D.C. Do you think that I should ghost my previous connection? Or do I owe him some sort of explanation before never calling him again? I know you're usually full support of ghosting and dating, Sammy, but I feel at this point I've been seeing the, the weed guy in Baltimore so long, I maybe owe him an explanation. What do you think? All right, so here's what I'm going to tell you, sir, okay? And this is my advice because I do this all the time, right? Okay. you got to think about what these guys really want. Are they part-time drugs? dealers or are they full-time drug dealers if they're full-time drug dealers ghost them okay ghost them just like how a girl that you like you know if you know she's going to be single for a few more months anyways just ghost her and then don't talk to her once in a while because you can always hit her up three months later in case something goes wrong you know what i mean so i turn the same way i have never in my life gone ghost on a drug dealer and then had them not respond to my message the next time around <laughs> So with them, you know, you can just cut off. You can always just cut them off. But, you know, but the second you tell them, oh, hey, I got somebody new or I got this from somebody else. like I wouldn't tell them that. You don't tell like, no, The second I you tell them that, they get that. upset and they're going to cut you off. You don't want to do that. Or they start delivering slow. They start like customer service goes down. So what you got to do is when they ask, be like, 
do what I say, right? If you happen to bump into them, they go, dude, I haven't seen you in a month. What the hell happened? You know, I haven't seen you in two months. What the hell happened? Be like, new job. You know how that is. Had to take a pee test. Drew, text him and tell him. Don't text him. No, Sarah. It's just you go ghost, right? You don't say anything. So you say ghost. And then if you happen to bump into him randomly, you happen to see him randomly sometime in the future, be like, oh, sorry. Had a new job. Had to take a pee test. But actually, you know, I'm good. And I always feel the pressure whenever I see one of my old drug dealers that I haven't talked to in a few months. When I see them right then, they go, oh, but dude, actually, but I'm back on the wagon again. Like... I'll hit you up tomorrow. Actually, you got anything on you? I'll take some right now. You know, so that way it keeps you always keep in the good open. graces. And then what I also say is once every three months, you do have to do a courtesy buy. Oh, you do? You think I do. You go that every far? three months, I do a courtesy buy. I go ghost on them, so I'm not buying from them, you know. I'm not calling for my friends. I'm not getting from them, you know, two times a week anymore. But... I will at least do a courtesy buy once every three months. Like, I have a delivery service in D.C., which I no longer use that often because they're a little bit more expensive than the people that I know. Price gouging. Right, price gouging, right? And so what I will do is every three months or so, I'll just text them, have them deliver for me. And they're like, dude, what happened to you? I was like, dude, I've been really busy, really haven't had a chance to, like, you know, hang out and chill anymore. I, w- I always enjoy messing with people, so I'd write, it's not me. No, it's not you. <laughs> Okay, yeah, keep keep going. Just so you know, now you are messing with a drug dealer, Sarah. This is probably the smartest thing you've <laughs> no, ever done. No, I'd be like, hey, man, it's not you, it's me. I'm now in the DEA. We shouldn't talk anymore. Great, great. <laughs> awesome. Okay, so you can either take my advice, in which the guy will still come and he'll, he'll sell never, you marijuana you anytime you want to. You want someone to never respond. Or you can take Sarah's advice, in which you end up with your feet in cement and at the bottom of the Potomac River. I just, and then they go, just kidding, man. JK, I've bro. I've moved. JK, bro, I've moved. You're going to get Try everyone it, killed. Drew. Email us, Sarah, S-A-R-E-H, at HeyFresh.com. At the dead cap. Bye. You're literally going to get us killed. This is why I'm never doing drugs with you. I'm, I'm never doing drugs I would do that, too, no, when no, you're not. doing Well, you can suck up.